You are now listening to The Mystic Show, episode 169. Maybe it's time for a deep breath. What do you say? Yes, welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm happy you're here. I'm your host, Chris Curran. And this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and a lot of other things that are unseen and otherworldly. And you're listening to this because you're probably, oh wow, probably like me, that you understand that there's more meaning in life than just earning some money and eating some food and, and that kind of thing. There's more meaning to life. There's something deeper in life, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about these mystical topics, spirituality, character development. Oh, there's a mystical topic. I'm going to touch on that in this episode, character development. The purpose of this show is for you and I to continue learning and growing and evolving or devolving, however you want to look at it. You know, we live our lives, we have to have jobs and earn money, and we have families, we have responsibilities, and all that is good. And then there's our time, like right now, when you can listen to The Mystic Show, take 30 or 40 minutes, and really just relax, and and sort of even think about these higher concepts. We release new episodes every Friday morning. And you can hear us as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and Google Play. And of course, the website, have you been to the website? TheMysticShow.net. TheMysticShow.net. You can sign up for our behind-the-scenes emails. It's a little weekly email from me, just giving you a little behind-the-scenes info. Plus, when you sign up for the email list, you get access to this really cool audio project that I made called Relax with Rumi. I'll let you go to the webpage. You could check out the details on that. Our sponsor, our supporter, <laughs> our lifeblood of the Mystic Show is Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life is an organization that provides meetups and retreats for people who just want to hit the pause button. Stop everything. Stop. I just want to relax and breathe. I want to drop all my baggage. I just want to be a human being for two hours or two days. And wow, when people do that, man, people love it. I love it. We love it. My wife and I, now we actually have a meetup group in Canada. So Pause Your Life is now international. Go to the website, check it out. We have meetups and retreats. It's pauseyourlife.org. That's the website, pauseyourlife.org. The plan for this episode is I'm going to talk about being in the flow and also, you know, feeling led to do something or to not do something. But first I want to, uh, and I'm also going to end by reading a really cool excerpt from the book that we often read from on the show, uh, 365 Dow. 
It's a really cool one called Resolve. It's actually very uplifting. It's a good note to end on. So um, at the end of the show, we'll do that. I'll read it to you. I personally have been reading this book, Above Life's Turmoil, by James Allen. What book are you reading in your life? I'm sure on your nightstand right next to your bed, you have a book there you're reading. I mean, sometimes you don't always read spiritual books, I know, but sometimes you do, and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, Right now, I'm reading this James Allen book, Above Life's Turmoil. This is just, I mean, this is deep stuff. And he's talking, well, he talks about so much, and I've been talking about it on this show a lot, including I read this whole book on this show uh, on previous episodes. You can find that on the website. This one little section really caught my attention this past week or two, because actually I didn't put out a show last week. I was, I prepared, I was all ready, but I was just so tired. And I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to bring the proper energy. So I didn't do a show last week. And by now you're probably used to that. Maybe once a month I miss a week, but it's not really missing a week. There's a little subtle intention behind that. I don't know if you know what it is <laughs> or if you can think what it is. So James Allen has this little section called The Overcoming of Self. And the self he's talking about overcoming is the smaller self, the lower self, the personality or the ego, right? And he lists, this is really cool. He lists, I mean, this is like two pages this section. And in it, he lists these 10 worthless and sorrow producing elements of our lower self. And these are the actual elements that we have to remove, get rid of, or clean out, right? These are the stains on our higher self. They are lust, hatred, avarice, self-indulgence, self-seeking, Vanity, pride, doubt, dark belief, and delusion. These are the parts of our lower selves that we have to clean out and remove so that our higher self shines forth, right? Because our our spiritual core is always there, right? At the core of each of us, we're all connected to God. We're all pure on the soul level. And we're already there. We already reached our goal. We're there. Uh, but the problem is here in a human body, we kind of forgot that. And, and we can't really feel it. We, we don't realize it. Right? That's why it's called self-realization. Because when you realize that you already are connected, that's our goal. And that realization is not just you know, what I just said. Yep, we're connected at our core to divinity. You know, I'm pure. I'm a pure human being at the core, at, you know, on the soul level. That's just me saying it. That's just intellectual. The, the full realization that spirituality talks about is when you really experience that on a super deep and subtle level through meditation or revelation, whatever it happens to be. So these 10, what did he call them? 
worthless and sorrow-producing elements. <laughs> These 10 that I just read are worthless. They're not worth anything. And they're also sorrow-producing. They're the things that produce sorrow in our lives. So if we can get rid of them, boom, we're there. Then he lists the 10 divine qualities that we have to cultivate and practice. So the 10 divine qualities are purity, patience, humility, self-sacrifice, self-reliance, fearlessness, knowledge, wisdom, compassion, and love. And these 10 divine qualities, we have, like I said, we have to cultivate and practice. James Allen says they comprise the body of truth. And to live entirely in them is to be a doer and knower of the truth. And of course, the truth is, well, how do you describe the truth? I think, I, I think the way, the truth he's talking about is the deeper spiritual truth, the unchanging source, that kind of thing. So I just think it's interesting that on the spiritual path, and the masters have said it, Lalaji, Babaji, they have said that character development is as important as the meditation and the spiritual development. So we can sit in meditation, we can imagine that we're receiving whatever we're receiving from God or from the master or from your guru or from the universe. And you can think you're, you know, achieving all these things spiritually. But in your life, if you're still acting out on these 10 worthless and sorrow producing elements, then, you know, then you got some work to do still. (laughs) And it's really easy on a spiritual path to delude ourselves. In fact, that's the 10th sorrow-producing element, delusion. It's easy to delude ourselves and think, oh, I'm meditating or I'm trying to meditate and I'm achieving this spiritual level and, and I'm at such a high level now. Well, probably not. Maybe you are. But if you're, if you're still behaving and acting out on these 10 sorrow-producing elements, then then you're not, maybe you're not as high as you think you are. That's my point. It, and it's up to you to, well, I was going to say it's up to you to decide, but you can't really decide because, you know, we really don't know where we are on the spiritual path. I guess, you know, in the realm of possibility, you can know. But, you know, the old saying that the eye cannot see itself right? Your eye can look out at the world and see the world, but your eye cannot see itself. So same thing on the spiritual path. We can see other things, other people, but it's hard to, you know, observe and evaluate ourselves. That's one reason to have a a guru. So this character development is very important and it goes hand in hand with the spiritual development. So anyhow, I'm really enjoying Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen which I've read many times. It's just, it's just a great book. You know, my wife and I went hiking a couple of weeks ago and we went hiking on this trail. I think it was called Section 16. Actually, I'm not sure what it was called, but we went on this trail and I looked it up online. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a new trail. We've never been on it before. We were thinking, okay, let's go hiking. 
So, you know, me being a good husband, (laughs) you're right. I look online and I find this trail that's really close to where we live here in Colorado Springs. And it looks good. And it's, but it says it's five and a half miles long. And I'm like, okay, five and a half miles doesn't seem too bad. You know, if you walk, I mean, at a normal walking pace, I think you can walk a mile in about 20 minutes. So five and a half times 20 is, is what? 110? Oh boy. I shouldn't do math on a podcast, but it's about, you know, almost two hours. So let's call it two hours. I thought, okay, we'll go for a two hour hike in the nice woods here, right? Or the mountains here in Colorado Springs. And then I looked at the difficulty and it, I think it was two stars out of three. And I'm like, all right, it's in the middle. Average. (laughs) Oh boy. So we show up at the trail, we find the trailhead and we start hiking. And it was funny because it was really sunny and I didn't bring my hat with me. And like the first half hour, I mean, the sun was beating down on me and I was getting sunburned on my, you know, my neck and my head because I have my hair cut real short. So it, you know, I can get sunburn on my scalp pretty easily, right? Because I'm very pale skinned to begin with. So we're thinking, well, should we turn back? I don't know. And so we asked some people coming the other way. We said, hey, does, does it get shady up there? Is there shade up ahead? And they said, yeah, about 10 minutes. Well, it was more like a half an hour ahead, but there was shade. And then it started rising and we started climbing uphill, like kind of steep. It was kind of difficult. Had to stop every few hundred feet and rest. <laughs> and it continued with that difficulty for like an hour and a half. And we finally got to the, we literally climbed this entire mountain. (laughs) And again, we didn't know this in advance. I, you know, I thought, okay, five and a half mile trail. Let's do it. So anyhow, we got to the top and the view was spectacular. And then we realized that basically from there, it was all downhill. Although we still had, you know, probably four miles to go. Slightly downhill. And, and so we sat up at the top. We, uh, we took some pictures. We we brought our portable, the little stove burner because we were going to make some tea. But, you know, once we realized that, oh, my God, we only went a mile and a half and, you know, we're going to be here all day if we don't hurry up. We just decided, OK, let's go. So we started walking the rest and we walked around this entire huge valley on these f- several mountains and the views were unbelievable. And it was just the most amazing thing. And we were both near the end, very sore, <laughs> not too sore, but you know, really it, it was, it was extreme for us. So we finally ended up walking all the way down, walking all the way back to the car. Here's my point of the whole story is that if we knew what was involved with that trail before we went and hiked that trail, we would have never done that. We would have said, Oh my God, we're not ready. We're not uh, prepared for that kind of hike. We're not in good enough physical shape because we really don't work out hardcore. We don't go to the gym or anything. We just walk and hike here and there. So we would have never done this trail if we really if we knew what it was, we would have never done it. So this is something in life that I think it happens to all of us in our lives. We sort of, we want to research things and find out everything about a situation before we enter into that situation. And most times it's good to do that, right? It really is, especially in business or anything with money, right? It, the more 
research you can do, usually the better. Uh, up to a point, of course. But, you know, we have to know in business and with money what's happening and what we're doing because we have to make good choices. But I don't know. Maybe there are some areas of our lives when we can just be spontaneous and say, hey, let's go. This this looks good. Let's go try it or let's go do it. And yeah, so I think we can live a richer life if we do that in some areas. So, So what areas of your life do you think you could be more spontaneous or you know or not do so much research i wonder well maybe it's hiking trails <laughs> um but even with hiking trails you, right if you got to you know you got to bring water you got to bring the right stuff cuz you don't want to get stranded out in the woods somewhere that you know so you of course we have to be careful with everything we do i just think maybe there's times when we don't need to intellectualize things too much and do too much research. Maybe we can just kind of go with the flow. And it's funny that I just mentioned go with the flow (laughs) because that's what we're going to talk about. So going with the flow or being in the flow. Ooh, I feel like I'm in the flow. Things are flowing, right? Or feeling led to do something. Ooh, I feel led to do this or, or I'm not feeling led to do that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to decline the invitation. I'm not feeling led to do that, okay? So this idea and topic came into my life about a month ago. I was talking with my mastermind partner, Christine Clifton. Hi, Christine. Although I don't think she listens to the show. Maybe she does. We were talking about you know, being in the flow. It came up in our discussion and Christine is somebody who lives her life, you know, in the flow, as she says it. And about four or five months ago, I turned her on to this book called The Surrender Experiment Uh, because I had read it and it was very good. I thought it was a very good book. And she read it and, it, you know, for her, this book was life-changing because in the book... The author, Michael Singer, he tells the story of his life, how, you know, in his early 20s or maybe even late teens, he started meditation and, you know, it was back in the hippie movement. So he was probably a hippie and he would just go with the flow and then and and live life in the flow. And then he decided that whatever came up in life, he was just going to go with it, kind of accept it. Whatever situations presented itself, he would just go with it and, you know, kind of surrender to basically everything. And all these things happened in his life and he would surrender to them and just go with the flow. And of course, one of the main points of the book is that all this great success followed, right? He ended up building this company that was worth billions, I think. And he sort of attributed a lot of his success to surrendering to everything as it flows. And and now, of course, that doesn't mean he did the wrong thing or bad things. He didn't. Uh, but, you know, when things came up or something was happening, he, you know, wouldn't really fight it too much, um, you know, unless it was something really bad, right? Or something bad. So Christine really loved the book and she lives her life that way. So we started talking about surrendering and being in the flow. So now I'm going to transition into my thoughts uh, because I'm not going to go through our conversation, uh, you know, you know, my conversation with Christine sort of uh, 
spurred a bunch of thoughts, and I'm going to go into my thoughts now. So being in the flow, we hear that saying all the time. Ooh, it just felt like I was in the flow. Things were just happening. And it's a real phenomenon, right? You felt it, right? Yeah, you felt it in your life many times. And, and you can also feel when you're not in the flow, <laughs> when things are just not flowing. So what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you to be in the flow? That's a question for you. Um, so there's several ways to think about this. Number one, well, the first way we can think about it is in a more worldly way. So I think a lot of the decisions we make in life are based on our comfort and our happiness and our not rocking the boat. So sometimes when we think we're in the flow, it's just because I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I'm familiar with everything that's happening. So I feel good. I feel fine. I feel secure. And it's just moving forward and it's okay. It's good. I feel like I'm in the flow. If something comes into the situation that produces discomfort in me, it's easy to say, oh, I'm not in the flow anymore. I have to change. I have to turn this way to get away from the discomfort. And then if you do get away from the discomfort, you think, oh, I'm back in the flow. So sometimes some people, and maybe you, maybe me, we think we're in the flow, but really we're just comfortable. That's one idea. And I have a lot of ideas I'm going to present here. And and I'm not an authority on being in the flow. I'm just bringing up the question and talking about it. And I really like to hear what you think. Remember, you can always go to this post on the website, themysticshow.net, and you can comment on the post. Tell me your idea, what you think being in the flow means. In fact, I really think we should take a short break here and maybe just ponder, what does being in the flow mean to you? So now you probably know what what is the meaning of being in the flow for you. So I was just talking about following comfort and maybe following happiness. Uh, Another way to look at being in the flow is maybe you feel like you're in the flow when you're doing the right thing. You know, maybe you're doing something that's ethically correct to you or morally correct to you. 
you know, maybe you're helping other people or maybe you're, maybe a situation comes up and you handle it with complete generosity and selflessness. And in those moments, you can feel like you're in the flow. Ooh, it's just flowing. Uh, so that's another way to look at it. Another way to look at being in the flow is with regard to your spiritual condition or your vibration or however you want to call that, your state, as Tony Robbins calls it, you know, your state. Um, of course, he's referring to mental and emotional. Spiritual condition is different. Um, not exactly different. It, it, it does incorporate mental and emotional a little bit, but it's, it's much deeper. The sensitivity can go much deeper. So is that when you feel in the flow? When you're, when you're in a good spiritual condition, is that when you feel like things are flowing? So I would say if you just, you know, those three, three ideas of being in the flow, one, just being comfortable, following your comfort. Number two, following, you know, your ethics and morality. Or number three, being in an elevated spiritual condition. I would say, it seems to me that the, the highest level of being in the flow is when you're in a, an elevated spiritual condition. So, and you can think of a spiritual condition in this way. When you meditate and you kind of go deep or semi-deep, there's a, an experience you have there. There's a feeling. It's not just a physical or emotional thing. It's, it's again, something that's touching something much deeper. That feeling you can actually maintain that feeling in your waking hours while you're at work and with your family. Um, it's not easy. It takes practice, but it's always there, right? Like I said, so that's part of what mindfulness teaches as well, that you can just always kind of come back to that feeling or, or condition. I would say that's the most authentic level of being in the flow. Because it's not based on anything outside yourself. It's not based on, oh, if this makes me comfortable or not. You know, I think it's not totally correct that if we're in a, gr in a good spiritual state, that we'll be comfortable. Like, I don't think spirituality promises comfort <laughs> or no pain. <laughs> you know, I think there can be pain. I think there can be discomfort. I think there can be disappointment or even frustration while you're on the spiritual path, while you're in a spiritual condition or vibration. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are into new age or spirituality who really just think whatever feels good, just do it. I mean, I've had guests on this show that told me that if it feels good, do it. That's being in the flow. And I disagree with that. Flat out, I disagree with that. I think your comfort level and your level of pain in the physical world, it, it doesn't really have much to do with, you know, whether you're in the flow. You know, sometimes you have to do things that are painful <laughs> or take care of a responsibility that you don't feel like taking care of, but you have to do it. And while you're doing it, it's not pleasurable, but you have to do it. So, you know, 
feeling inspired to do something or feeling led to do something. Let's, let's get into this. So that's something people say, oh, I'm not feeling led to participate in that event or something like that. Or, you know, you'll ask him for something and, oh, I'm not feeling led to attend that or something. Okay. Okay. So my question is, <laughs> when th- this term feeling led to do something, what is that based on? Again, I want to say that it can be based on comfort <laughs> or it can be based on a deeper spiritual condition. So on one hand, let's, let's make it easy. On one hand, you have worldly comfort. On the other hand, you have spiritual condition or spiritual intuitiveness, right? That knowing, that deeper knowing, right? Like when you love someone, you just know that you love them. It's not, you know, you didn't fill out a spreadsheet and total it up and say, yep, I love them. It's not like that. You just, you just know it and there's no proof. You can't prove it. <laughs> You just know it. That's a deeper knowing. So we have to be careful in our lives when we, when we want to be in the flow or we want to feel like we're being led to do things. We really should be honest with ourselves. Are we doing it and feeling led to do things? Are we just following comfort or following the easy path and saying, ooh, I feel led to do that? You know, is it just laziness? You know, or is it lack of energy? Oh, I don't have the energy to do that. Well, energy is different than a feeling, you know, a knowing. Physical energy is different. So maybe there's things that come up in your life, opportunities that are right in line with your whole life's purpose, but you don't have the physical energy to do it. And you, but so you feel like, oh, I'm not feeling led to do that. Well, okay. But perhaps maybe if you were, if you had more physical energy or you were in better physical shape, then you could do it. So that's just one example, obviously. So that's the question here. That's the danger as well, is when you follow your flow or you're feeling led to do things, is it because of a deeper knowing, your intuition? Is it real? Or is it more superficial? Are we just chasing our desires and our pleasure? And we just want to avoid pain or avoid something, <laughs> you know, that's a really good question. I think we, each of us can learn a lot about ourselves if we ask ourselves that question and maybe with a friend or a spouse, maybe go over like, what, what do I feel good about doing and what and why? Anyway, there's a lot of introspection we can do and you can actually journal about it too. So... So I also think there's a difference when it comes to feeling led to do things. And, you know, you can tell in the tone of my voice that feeling led, like, I do think a lot of people, you know, are on the, the they're on their spiritual path and they're learning and they're not yet to the point where they're ready to be really honest with themselves, or they're not to the point where they're ready to really embark on a true spiritual practice. I mean, it does start with pleasure and comfort and, you know, even, even mental stimulation, like astrology and all this stuff. I mean, it can be fun mentally to talk about these things and think about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but we just have to be clear on, and, and again, the people who are at that level, and who knows, maybe I'm at that level, maybe you're at that level, but we just have to develop that clarity to get past that, to really rise above that and be able to look upon things with discrimination and say, well, that would be the comfortable thing to do, choice A. Choice A is comfortable. It's a known thing. I know what to do. I know I know how it's going to turn out. I feel I'm in the flow to go there. Choice B is something new. Maybe it's something a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's something that's stretching you. But at the same time, maybe it's in line with your higher values and your spiritual path. And you feel, well, I'm not feeling led to do that. Well, on what level are you not feeling led? <laughs> so this is a big area for improvement in our lives. I really think so. I want to know what you have to think what you have to say about that. You should definitely comment on this. But feeling led to do things, I think there's different levels of things. Okay? There's I, I wrote down three things here. There's the big life decisions, right? There's the life decisions. Okay. Do I quit my job and move across the country to pursue a different career and move my whole family? You know? Or do I go back to school and switch my career? Or do I buy this uh, business? I mean, these are big life decisions. Okay? So that's number one. The second area is mundane day-to-day tasks and responsibilities. Should I take out the garbage now? Well, I'm not feeling led to take out the garbage right now. Okay, maybe that's a fair statement. It is. But that task, that's a task. That's a daily task. That's different than deciding to sell your house and move across the country and go back to college, right? Or join the army or I don't know what, something big, right? So there's the big life decisions. There's the day-to-day decisions. And then there's creativity. There's, and creativity is sort of like a area of its own in this conversation. So, so let's start with the first one, the big life decisions. I think, yeah, you, you need to feel led to sell your house and move across the country and go back to college. I mean, that's a big decision that requires that knowing, right? It, because it's beyond comfort and it's beyond staying in your comfort zone. You're, you're definitely going out of your comfort zone when you do something like that. So you really need to know deep inside that, yeah, this is something on a macro level that I want to do. And that th- in that case, we have to be in touch with our deeper feelings or else you might make a blunder. You might do something really dumb and be in trouble, <laughs> maybe financially or, you know, professionally, I don't know, whatever. Um, so the day-to-day tasks, I think that's a different category. I don't think this whole idea of being in the flow or feeling led to do things, I don't think it really applies so much in our day-to-day life. So taking out the garbage, okay, if, if it's the day, if it's garbage day, you just take out the garbage. I mean, that's all. Or if the garbage starts to smell and your wife says, take out the garbage, well, then you, you got to take out the garbage. You just do it and get it done. You don't really need to stop and think, do I feel led to do this? Right? So, that's a distinction I wanted to make. The third one is being creative. It's when you're making a painting or writing a song on your guitar or, or drawing something or writing something. Maybe you're writing a poem or a story or just an email. You're in creative mode. Or you're telling a story or you're speaking on a stage. You're being creative, right? 
that's like a pure flow of inspiration and intuition and imagination as well. So those creative endeavors, you have to be in the flow. You just have to like block out the world and just be in the flow, be creating, be immersed in that activity and really be in touch with something deep inside yourself that is prompting you to create in certain ways. That's being in touch with some inspiration or intuition within yourself. Now that's on a, so there's, there's those three different levels, right? The life decisions, the day-to-day tasks, and then the creative flow. I think those are three different things. And I think in terms of feeling led or being in the flow, we can make the distinction between those three types of things. And there's probably more. I mean, this is, (laughs) these are just notes I made for this podcast. So are there any other distinctions in this area that you can make that you can help me understand better about being in the flow and feeling led to do things? What's your experience? Maybe you've had it a, a maybe you can tell a story in the comments of a time that you felt led to do something or something. I mean, it would help me. I the last thing I want this show to be is a monologue. I need to learn a lot more too. I want to hear from you guys. So, uh another then the la- this is the last thing about being in the flow. Maybe being in the flow means not resisting. Maybe. I don't know. So sometimes like the the book, The Surrender Experiment, he really didn't resist much unless it was just something bad. So maybe that's being in the flow. Maybe nature has its own flow and we're already in it and we just kind of shouldn't resist it too much. So that's an idea. So that brings up the question, what is that flow? Where's the flow flowing? <laughs> if if you want to know that, or maybe you don't care. Well, of course you care. So not resisting, that's another idea about being in the flow. Or maybe not going against the grain. Maybe that's another way to say not resisting. So I think this is a, a practical topic. I think it really brings up the point that we, you know, the more we can be grounded or rooted in our spiritual condition on a deeper level inside ourselves, I think that'll help put all this stuff in perspective. Because one of the things we need to avoid is just following our pleasure and our comfort. Because if we fo- if all we do is follow our pleasure and comfort, we're in trouble. <laughs> Because we know the greatest things in life we have to work hard for. We have to spend time. We have to make sacrifices, right? I mean, meditating every day is not easy. But we need to try and do it. Like we need to try or make a decision and discipline ourselves to do that. Because we know the importance of that. In fact, that could be the most important thing in your life. Because that's the thing that roots you into yourself. And I'll just say here, uh, whatever you think of meditation, even if you've never practiced meditation, throw all your preconceptions out the window. You know, just, you know what? If if you want help meditating, send me a note. <laughs> I'll help you. And there's other people in the world that can help you. But it's not as hard as everyone makes it out to be. It's not something scary. It's just so simple. And it's beautiful. And you don't have to become an expert in your first week. This takes time. So there's no rush. There's no uh, pressure. 
So, all right, we're going to end this episode with a short reading from 365 Dow. This is a book called 365 Dao Daily Meditations, written by Deng Ming Dao. And for each day of the year, it has a page, and we're going to read the page uh, for, I think it's May 5th, 2000. Well, the year doesn't matter. It's for May 5th every year, uh, <laughs> if that makes any sense. All right, so this is called Resolve. And and by the way, if you're if you're kind of listening and doing something else, like when I read from certain things, you should, you know, if you can, maybe stop what you're doing and just relax and just listen. Uh, you know, I'm sure some of you are already doing that. I know some of you are driving too, so, you know, you don't have to pull over for this. But but if you can, if you're at home or in your safe place, then maybe you can just, you know, relax and maybe even close your eyes and just stop doing everything else and just listen. This is called Resolve. Banish uncertainty. Affirm strength. Hold resolve. Expect death. Make your stand today on this spot, on this day. Make your actions count. Do not falter in your determination to fulfill your destiny. Don't follow the destiny outlined in some mystical book. Create your own. Your resolve to tread the path of life is your best asset. Without it, you die. Death is unavoidable, but let it not be from loss of will, but because your time is over. As long as you can keep going, use your imagination to cope with the travails of life. Overcome your obstacles and realize what you envision. You will know unexpected happiness. You will know the sorrow of seeing what is dearest to you cut down before your eyes. Accept that. That is the nature of human existence. And you have no time to buffer this fact with fairy tales of illogical explanations. Each day, your life grows shorter by 24 hours. The time to make achievements becomes more precious. You must fulfill everything you want in life and then release your will upon the moment of death. Your life is a creation that dies when you die. Release it. Give up your individuality. And in so doing, finally merge completely with Tao. Until that moment, create the poetry of your life with toughness and determination. All right, there's another episode of The Mystic Show. I hope some of what we talked about was insightful in some way, or maybe makes you think a little more about something important in your life. Maybe you can write in your journal about your thoughts. Maybe you can comment on this post if you want. Either way, I wish you a good day, a good week. And until next time, as always, keep shining.